0: You're listening to the Medical School HQ Podcast online at medicalschoolhq.net, session number 12. Hello and welcome back to another session here at the Medical School HQ Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Gray, and we are the podcast about medical school. From the pre-med process through residency, we hope to take your knowledge of becoming a physician to the next level. Today, I have my co-host back in the studio with me, Allison.
1: How are you doing?
0: Wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. What are we talking about today?
1: We are talking about shadowing.
0: Shadowing. So, shadowing comes up a lot as I am Surfing the internet, the world wide web, as you will, and looking for struggles that pre-med students have, looking for new ideas to talk about, to write about. And shadowing seems to come up a lot with students asking where to shadow, what shadowing is, uh, what kind of expectations are out there when you are shadowing. And so I wanted to do a podcast about it. We do have a post already online at medicalschoolhq.net about shadowing a physician, but I think it's a, a good topic for the podcast here. So let's start, Allison, with a quick little, I guess, definition of what shadowing is.
1: Shadowing is observing a physician in the clinic or the hospital, the OR, wherever the physician works... And going through a typical day and seeing what life is really like as a physician.
0: Okay. One of the ways I like to explain it is shadowing is being a fly on the wall.
1: I think that definition can work.
0: So shadowing really gives you or supposed to give you kind of a firsthand knowledge of what it's like to work as a physician in whatever field you are shadowing in. So whether, whether you're shadowing an orthopedic surgeon like I did, I got to go into the operating room, I got to go into clinic and see patients in clinic. Uh, maybe you want to shadow a psychiatrist and sit through some therapy sessions or, or what have you. Um, so shadowing really gives you the opportunity to kind of spread out and, and get a lot of great uh, experience going all around. But why, why would somebody shadow?
1: I think there are a few reasons. The first one is what you just alluded to, which is that it, it gives you really firsthand knowledge, tangible knowledge of what it's like to practice as a physician. You work alongside a physician. You, you get that unique insight into what happens in a day in their life and that involves working with patients, working with other healthcare providers, nurses, uh physicians assistants, etc. and it gives you a sense of what the the great perks are being a physician, the rewards, and it also gives you a sense of what the challenges are.
0: Okay. And maybe it lets you see that being a physician isn't 100% patient care.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> with all the documentation we do these days and and billing, all these things factor in, definitely.
0: I think that's an important part that we'll, we'll get into it later, but with applications and applying to medical school and going through that, that interview process and application process, schools they are applying to want to see that you've shadowed so that you actually know what life is like as a physician, not what you see on TV, but the actual... True day to day paperwork.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I think that's so important.
0: Okay, um, one of the another reason to shadow that I always uh, kind of preach here is building relationships and having that strong network of people that you can rely on and call on when you need them, and when you shadow somebody. You want to build a relationship with them. You don't want to shadow somebody once and we'll get into a little bit more about what type of shadowing you're doing but you want to try to go for a prolonged period of time, get to know that person so that in the end if what you're looking for is a letter of recommendation, they can write you a killer letter of recommendation. But not just for that but... Let's say you're pre-med, you built that relationship during medical school, you may want to go back and work with that person for another reason. You have that relationship there, they may be able to help set up something else for you. So build relationships, that's another great reason to shadow.
1: Absolutely. And you know they say you carry your shadow with you wherever you go, and you can imagine that when you're working with someone all day long, maybe you might run into someone who really Considers you a fly on the wall who you don't really talk to, but for the most part, shadowing involves back and forth. You might see a patient together and talk about what that interview that encounter was like, and they would teach you. so with each patient that you see together, you have a unique opportunity one on one often to learn uh, actively from that person and that's so uh, valuable. That's something that you can you really um, you can create as you go and that's really unique. okay. Building relationships is is so important. I agree with you.
0: Okay. Any other reasons to shadow?
1: Just, I think uh, I would just say a little bit more about strengthening your application there that you can really demonstrate to admissions officers both what you learned uh, out of the experience that rings true for you about why you want to be a physician. And you may draw off of experiences with certain patients that touched you, that, that moved you in a way. Um... And through the relationship and the experience you have, you may be able to uh, demonstrate your own uh, work ethic and your own respect and other great qualities you have uh, that that person will um, really, such that that person will really recommend you for, for medical school. So. Um, shadowing is a really good back-and-forth thing to do. It it provides you an opportunity to really learn from someone. You can also help out while you're there and really help out the practice or the team if you're working in an inpatient setting, and then they can help you. So it's a great opportunity um, in the application process and, and prior.
0: Okay. One other thing I want to add for why you would want to shadow is to see if you like medicine. You You may have always had the thought of I'm going to be a doctor or maybe your parents told you you're going to be a doctor and you actually get out there in shadow and you realize that it is not for you. Uh, I think knowing that prior to committing yourself to four years of medical school and several hundred thousand dollars worth of debt, knowing that beforehand is uh, pretty important.
1: Absolutely. My mother always used to tell me the best way to figure out if you really are are good at something or if something is for you is to experience it firsthand and kind of an internship kind of uh, experience. And you might look at shadowing as almost a mini internship um, of sorts. So experiencing something firsthand, getting getting your feet wet, seeing if this really is the kind of uh, work that you might want to do. It's so valuable. So really think about it as something that you should do.
0: All righty. So let's move on to when you should shadow. So I think you can kind of shadow at every level of your training, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Most most people would consider shadowing as really a pre-med thing to do, but even yourself, you're in your fourth year of residency of neurology, you're kind of still shadowing to this day.
1: That is true. Um, when, Just as you said, you know, shadowing can come up at every point in your training. When you're a pre-medical student, in high school, and college, it's a great time to get out there and shadow to see if medicine is for you and to build and foster relationships like we just talked about. Uh, in a way that can strengthen your application for medical school, then in medical school, shadowing can be very valuable. Again, because it lets you get exposure to something that you don't have any experience with. So let's say you enter medical school and you think, okay, I want to I, I want to do surgery. Well, surgery comes in all shapes and varieties. So do you want to do surgery on the abdomen? Do you want to do brain surgery? You, You might want to think about that even at the beginning of medical school so that you can go and and try to shadow and and just get a little bit of exposure even early on to to the different fields in medicine. And then in residency, as you just said, um, I'm in my fourth year of of neurology residency. I'll graduate in June. Uh, But even now, they have some mini shadowing experiences sort of built into residency. And the way that they do that is they have you work with different uh, specialists, really subspecialists within neurology, uh, movement disorder physicians, um, neuromuscular physicians, so that you can gain more knowledge and, and more um, experience working with those kinds of patients and and learning more specifically about the diseases that afflict those patients. So shadowing is exceedingly valuable really at every level of your training. And I think maybe the one time when it's, it's time to stop shadowing is when you're relying on your own product productivity to maintain your revenue. So you're out of your finished training and you say, okay, well, now I need to be completely responsible for all of the hours of my day that i 'm using them to to help myself and my family um, you know put food on the table so but up till then, shadow away
0: all right I think i don 't think I have anything else to add as far as when you should shadow. I think we we hit all that
1: the only thing I would add actually just going to back uh back to the pre medical part. If you're a pre-medical student and you're at a liberal arts school, maybe you've just figured out that you want to go to medical school and now you're looking at post back programs. I think shadowing is something that you can still do in, let's say, your junior year, your senior year. Um, Because maybe you're out in the boonies, but there's a community clinic nearby. You can always figure out a time and place, potentially, in between your classes and your workload to get some shadowing in, because all of those clinical experiences can be valuable to you in the long run.
0: Okay. So, I am a pre-med student, and I want to shadow a physician, I think... Let's talk about a little bit about where a pre-med student or or anybody else for that matter, where they would begin to start looking for somebody to shadow.
1: That is a good question. So how to start? Well, you always want to use your resources, and what that means here is talk to people and people you know well, your parents, their friends, your own physician, maybe your own primary care physician, your teachers. These people may know physicians, be physicians themselves, and therefore have a lot of great connections for you to, to take advantage of in a good way. And so don't be shy about going out there and and, uh, asking your mom or your dad to get in touch with that old friend they have uh, in a neighboring county who is a physician and see what what they can set up for you. Uh, You and I both actually um, developed shadowing experiences out of that, I think.
0: Yeah. My my mom set up my first shadowing experience with an orthopedic surgeon who she was seeing a different surgeon at this practice and... She, after one of her appointments, went to the practice manager and said, hey, my son wants to come shadow. Can he do that?
1: And for me, a good friend of mine growing up, his mother worked in the cardiology division at one of our local hospitals, one of the academic centers, and she was able to help me arrange a a fantastic shadowing experience with him uh, in a sort of research and clinical environment. So use those resources.
0: Okay. Okay. So I call, if I call a practice and say, I'm Ryan, I'm a pre-med student, I'm really interested in being a doctor, I want to come and shadow one of your doctors because because why? What am, what am I telling them? Why do I want to shadow somebody in that sense as far as opening up that dialogue?
1: I think you can talk about why you want to do it in that, you know, what's your purpose? Are you doing it because you have been really excited about the idea of going into medical, going into medicine, going to medical school. Maybe you're interested in the particular field that that physician works in. So um, maybe you're specifically interested in OBGYN and so, telling them why you want to do it is, I think, a great way to start. And then you may want to say something to them about why specifically that physician or why specifically that practice or hospital. And there, you you can be honest and say, well, you know, my my aunt uh, has been a patient of yours, and and really thinks you're a fantastic doctor because of your diagnostic skills. You took such great care of her. You have such great bedside manner and you're not saying this to kind of, you know, uh, say anything kind of brown nosing here. <laughs> you're, you're just saying it to, to really be honest and tell them why you think they would be a good person to, to work with in shadow. So say something about why them.
0: Okay. So I think you hit on it a, a little bit as far as, uh, if you're interested just in overall medicine or a specific specialty, I think you need to start thinking about what type of setting as well you might be interested in shadowing. So you could call a big hospital and talk to their uh, like volunteering office. A lot of hospitals will have a volunteering uh, office and talk to them and and say that you want to shadow somebody at the hospital and they can set you up with whoever you need to talk to or you can call the, the local private practice where one, one there's one physician working and call them. It's whatever setting you feel comfortable with, whatever setting you think you want some exposure with.
1: Make sure too, I think, uh, when you begin that you really set up your expectations. So clarify for yourself and for the practice or the physician why you are shadowing. If you're going to email them or or call them and and ask them for a shadowing opportunity. Make sure you've, you know, clarified that for yourself. And uh, ask yourself then, in your mind, are you looking for a letter of recommendation? Are you looking to go there for residency? Remember that as a medical student, you may also have shadowing opportunities available to you uh, that you want to take advantage of. So you want to uh, clarify if you're doing the shadowing experience, what is the purpose of it? what What is your goal? It's always good to set goals.
0: Okay. So I think uh, I'll jump on the letter of recommendation thing. If if you, the pre-med student, need a letter of recommendation or want a letter of recommendation from a physician and you, sh- you set up shadowing time for a two-week block in between your your semesters, that's not enough time to build a relationship to get a strong letter of recommendation. The whole point of a letter of, of a letter of recommendation is for that physician or for whoever to paint a picture that portrays you in the best light possible. And for somebody to be with you for a couple of days over a two-week period, they don't know you well enough to write you a strong letter of recommendation. They'll write you a letter of recommendation, possibly. It would be better for them to say no because they know that their letter of rec- recommendation won't be very good. But a lot of people will write a letter of recommendation and it's not gonna be good. It'll say that it, it, your personality, your, your story is not gonna come out in that letter. So that's part of the setting up the expectations is if you want and need a letter of recommendation, set aside enough time to actually build that relationship. It, and when I shadowed, I think I, I did two or three days a week for several months with my physician and he wrote a, a killer letter of recommendation for me.
1: I would echo that wholeheartedly. In my pre-medical shadowing experience, I shadowed the cardiologist uh, who I work with, worked with for three summers for several months over each summer. And then in medical school, I shadowed a neurologist and I spent basically most of the summer shadowing him. And both of those experiences really allowed me to build a relationship with each of those individuals uh, whom I hold in such high regard and, and are both really mentors for me and have remained mentors for me. So you might think that oh I'm just going to shadow be a fly on the wall but what you might not realize is that that shadowing experience can turn into something so much more than you ever thought imaginable and it can really make a difference for you over your career
0: okay so let's talk about how to act once you have established that relationship and you are starting to shadow now when when you show up for that first day of work or first day of shadowing, what should you be doing?
1: I think you want to really be, uh, punctual (laughs) to start. You always want to show up on time. Um, you want to show up on time for rounds or you want to show up, uh, when the clinic opens, you might, if, let's say the patients uh, start coming at 9 o'clock. Let's say the first patient of the day is, is scheduled to be there at 9 o'clock. Rem- know that if you don't know, know that sometimes, um, or actually for the most part, all the time now, uh, physicians' offices will ask patients to show up at least 15 minutes early. So if they're expected to be there 15 minutes early, they may be filling out paperwork. They may then go into a room and have vitals taken um, or have part of their history taken by a technician or uh, medical assistant, so you want to be there early um, to be able to participate pot- potentially or or observe some of that. The other thing is that physicians will often prepare for their day by looking through the patient load. So when you show up, you want to have an opportunity to um, to introduce yourself to to meet the physician, to meet his or her staff and other healthcare providers who work there, and then have an opportunity to really sit and and look through the day. I think the first day that you show up is a great time to also, uh, if you are able to, to really um, get to know the person a little bit, get to know that physician and and share a little bit about who you are and thank them for the opportunity. And then begin by looking through maybe their their patient load for the day. And, and they might give you a little bit of information about the kind of patients they're seeing that day, whether they're patients who are follow-ups or or new patients for them. So it's a great opportunity for you to have that one-on-one time Um with, with that physician, even as things begin. Being punctual cannot be understated.
0: Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about what you should be or how you should be acting during the actual patient encounter. And I think I've seen probably one too many times, and you probably have too, too many times where somebody that is shadowing tries to chime in and actually offer his or her advice during the actual patient encounter with the physician talking to the patient or have the, the the person that's shadowing actually talk to the patient directly and and start giving advice or offering advice. And that goes back to my original statement about what shadowing is. And you really are... A fly on the wall. You you truly want to be that shadow that stands behind, not literally, but uh, stands behind the attending and listens and observes. And it, you might be uh, taking notes and that's fine. But in, in no way, unless it's set up prior that the physician says, hey, if you have any questions, if you, you have any comments, go ahead and chime in. Some physicians are okay with that, but make sure that that's well-known ahead of time.
1: I absolutely agree. I think, especially when you begin, you need to be really discreet and um, very polite, always, Remember that a lot of the patients that physicians are seeing, whether they're in the hospital or whether they're in the clinic, they already have a relationship with uh, that physician. So patients and and their physicians uh, have relationships that may have spanned a decade. And you may just be showing up for your first day shadowing. And the last thing you want to do is make that patient feel uncomfortable or um, just not right about being there. Um remember that you've been given a really unique opportunity to work with that physician, So the last thing you want to do is is make his or her patients feel uncomfortable when those relationships are so long standing. So I, I think so I, I really agree, Ryan. I think you have to be real really a fly on the wall initially when you're kind of uh, feeling out the environment and seeing what it's like.
0: Okay. But afterwards, you walk out of the room and you're in between patients. Now's the time to ask questions.
1: Definitely. And that's really a key point because you can be a really good active listener while the encounter is happening, while the, the physician and the patient are are discussing how that patient has been doing. As the physician is taking a history, performing the exam, you want to be really attentive and, and learn and, and take in as much as you can because your opportunity is there after the patient leaves the room. That's your time, uh, you know, potentially after the physician has looked away from their computer or or turned to you and said any questions. There you get to really shine. You get to ask those questions and maybe it's, uh, a diagnosis you've never heard of. Maybe it's something about uh, how the patient uh, acted or how the patient's exam went that was confusing to you. That's your time to really probe the physician and, and ask uh, all the things that you want, and and really also demonstrate your enthusiasm and and your respect and your interest.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that at the end because that's that's a big part of it is actually showing that you were paying attention. You weren't sleeping in the corner
1: definitely the last thing you want to do is seem uninterested or or kind of bored after being given such a, a wonderful golden opportunity the last thing you want to do is spoil it by being kind of you know phased out or not there
0: okay so let's talk a, a little bit about and this always seems to come up what do i wear what <laughs> the, what are the fashion police saying
1: great question i think you don't want to overlook this If you're shadowing in a hospital or shadowing in a clinic, what you wear can differ. So know that. uh, For example, let's say you're shadowing a surgeon. You don't want to show up in the OR with a skirt and heels on. (laughs) Nobody's going to let you in there with a 10-foot pole. Just ask the scrub nurse. Um, You have to have the appropriate attire. So make sure you ask beforehand. If you're working with a surgeon who you happen to know that in his schedule, he's going into the OR on... Thursday morning at 6 a.m., make sure that you ask the the staff or the physician before Thursday at 6 a.m., hey, where do I get scrubs? Um, so make sure that you you know where to find them and, and you dress appropriately, especially if you're going into an OR. Uh, there really almost is a kind of police feel to it when you go in there for the first time. Uh, they will absolutely prohibit you from going in if you're not dressed appropriately, uh, wearing booties, wearing a mask over your mouth, wearing uh, a net over your hair. All of those types of things can be found outside of an operating room. But um, scrubs often may be in locker rooms that you may not have access to. So if they don't give you scrubs uh, or permission to use uh, the scrubs provided at the facility, you may need to go out and purchase them. It's not such a big deal. They You can usually get them cheap. I found some of my own when I shadowed at one point. So... I guess the point is make sure you know where to get your scrubs. <laughs> if you're in a uh, clinic setting, on the other hand, uh, you want to always wear closed-toed shoes. You, The reason that you do that is you never want to have a sharp object fall on your foot and, and uh, cause an injury. Uh, closed-toed shoes are also much more uh, professional looking. So never, ever wear open-toed shoes. And that goes for in the hospital or in the clinic. And uh, I also just, I think I would keep your nails free of polish uh, or keep them neutral. The last thing you want to do is kind of detract from your intellect and and your eagerness to learn by having a bright color, like green nail polish or something. Uh, Remember that that this is a very professional setting, so you don't want to detract from from the purpose of why you're there with something like that. And I think the final thing to take note of is that... um, some places are very specific about white coats. Um, as a as a non medical practitioner, as a shadower, an observer, you you don't want to come in the room wearing a white coat because the white coat is the symbol of phys- of a physician. White coats are worn by a lot of healthcare providers now, and you don't want to uh, lead someone to believe that you are a healthcare provider when you're not at that level yet. So just be aware of that.
0: Okay. One other thing, I'll add into that as well is for high school students or maybe college kids that are shadowing you don't need to go out and buy a suit for this Uh, if you're shadowing in an office wear khakis wear a a button down shirt and a tie uh, and you'll be fine you don't need to uh, be in a a business uh, suit for shadowing
1: definitely You, you can just find something that's business casual um and just be muted. Don't wear crazy hairstyle or bright orange pants. You know it's uh it's not the place for that.
0: Okay, so let's finish up. You spent your time with the physician and uh you go to part ways. What kind of stuff uh do you think uh a shadow work can do to kind of make the most of that situation as they're going out the door.
1: One of the things that you can do all along the way that you can then uh, take with you as you go is to take notes. So always bring uh, a pen in with you, uh, a notebook so that you can take notes as you go. You'll be amazed at uh, probably at the, the number and the variety of patients you've seen. Uh, and, and all the, the things you've learned along the way. And you can really draw from those experiences later on, uh, pot- potentially when you're asked about them in an interview for medical school or in residency. So take notes and uh, make sure that you, you keep that with you, that book. Um, and then how do you turn this experience into something that you can use for your for your application? How do you turn this shadowing experience into a meaningful experience? Well, I would say always be open and eager to take on more things while you're there. Um, that eagerness will continue, and they'll get that they'll keep that impression for you fr- uh, from you as as you go out the door on that last day. And um, I think that as you build that relationship during the shadowing experience. Uh, by being on time, being respectful, always being eager and excited. The physician that you work with will be really excited about teaching you. Physicians uh, love teaching people who are interested in what they're, they're working on, what their their life's work is about. So continue to be excited about um, what you're doing while you're there and, and continue to then build that relationship uh, in the future. So what I would say is, uh, I would always follow up uh, after you complete a shadowing experience. Make sure, make sure that you take the time to really acknowledge the physician for taking you on. They didn't have to do that, remember? So acknowledge them, thank them. And, and it's always really nice, too, I think, if you thank the other people who uh, work in that environment at the clinic, um, on the team, in the hospital, Make sure you you really thank them, and then I think um, down the line, say a month to you know a few months uh, down the road, even a few years down the road, you can I would just really continue to foster that relationship uh, with that physician by sending emails letting letting them know how you're doing, and I think a lot of physicians really get a kick out of that because uh, they may really have enjoyed working with you, and then they say, "Well, I wonder what happened to that individual. So um, sending those follow-up emails and, and looking actively too for additional opportunities to go back and work with that physician uh, is a really great way that that you can uh, continue to build things. And then, hey, you know you're already at your medical school application process or maybe you're at your residency application process and and you have a beautiful mentor that you've now uh, created um, out of this shadowing experience you had and, and you can take that with you for the rest of your life.
0: Okay. Did I hear you say thank you letter?
1: Yes, thank you. So um, whichever means of thank you you prefer, I think the the old school way is, oh, you should um, send a, a, th- a snail mail thank you. And you can do that. Uh, but actually, I think a lot of physicians use their email a lot these days. Uh, just like all of us, it's a very sort of internet Driven society, so you can always send a thank you email. Uh, just make sure to to acknowledge all the people involved um, and in your email so email call um, or write a letter and uh, just always make sure you say your thank yous
0: All right, well, I think we pounded uh, shadowing to death. any last last uh, second thoughts
1: uh, I think just just keeping open to opportunities that come along the way. Uh, in your pre-med process and medical school and residency. Um, I attended a panel recently about, um, I think it was work-life balance. And and I think one of the physicians uh, said something which I think can't be understated that things will happen um, in your life. You'll be exposed to different opportunities and It's great to have kind of a five-year plan, a 10-year plan about how you want your life to go, but sometimes things will will occur and you'll be given an opportunity or you'll put yourself out there and opportunities will present themselves. Make sure that you don't pass them by because uh, you might have a really fantastic opportunity that turns into something um, really important in your life that you never would have thought would have happened. So I guess my word of advice is just to really keep open to all those possibilities.
0: All right. I don't have anything else I want to say. I do want to tell you, the listener, that if you have any questions for us, to give us a call on our voicemail feedback line, 617-410-6747, or you can shoot us an email through the website at medicalschoolhq.net. This is session 12. If you've listened to all of them, thank you very much. If you haven't done so already, if you can go into iTunes and give us a wonderful rating and review, Uh, five-star ratings are nice. The reason for that is iTunes will rank us higher in the list. That way more people can see us, more pre-med students out there can see us and other med students. So if you haven't done so and you like what we're doing, I appreciate if you can go give us a rating. I hope the information provided today will help better guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Make sure to join us next time here at the medical school headquarters.